As we're talking about today, we're talking about names. In fact, we're talking about one specific name. In fact, we're at this, uh, we're in the middle of this series called uh, Law and Order. And today we're going to talk about what is in a name. And so I thought, well, it'd be kind of fun. We'll all have name tags. And that way, uh, sometimes it's hard to remember names and that sort of thing. So d- today, if, if no other day, we're going to know who each other is. Uh, but names are wildly important. So as a parent, when you're about to name uh, a, a child, uh, I, I got to name four of them. Uh, we, we talked about, we, we sort of discussed, okay, is there anybody in our family we want to name these children after? And we looked at a genealogy, and uh, on my dad's side, I had an, uh, a, a cousin, uh, kind of distant cousin, and her name was Captola. We opted to not go with Captola. And I had a, another cousin named Vertrees, and we, we opted not to go with anybody on that side of the family and so because uh, it didn't make any sense. So then you, we had a, a baby name book, right? You all have those, right? And, and so you look and see, and our oldest daughter's name is Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, and that's the feminine form of the Old Testament prophet Amariah. It's a very uncommon name, and the other day I was at a basketball game with Elise, and it was senior night at that school, and we still beat them, and uh, um, in the love of Jesus, of course. And uh, uh, there was a girl there, who she was a senior, and her name was uh, Amaris, so it's spelled the same way, they pronounced it differently, we, we got to talking with their family. So uh, names are important, and then uh, as a parent, a good parent, you're trying to figure out, okay, well let me make sure the initials don't spell something bad, you know, uh, you know like cow, you know, or S-O. Be, that wouldn't be good. So uh, you want to kind of watch all that kind of stuff. And there was a guy by the name of, of Paul Dickinson. And he did, I mean, I can't imagine doing this research, but he did some research on, on people who um, their name sort of eventually fits their ultimate occupation. So I have a list of some of these. Will Drop is a guy, this is kind of sad actually. Um, he was a window washer. And he died because his scaffolding fell. Uh, that's really sad. All right, let's. I'll, I'll, we'll do a little quiz. What do you think Joe Bunt ended up doing? Baseball. Baseball that's, right, that's right. Not weed. Uh, so, uh, what do you think Dan Druff did? He's a barber. Jeff Treadwell? That would be great. It wasn't. That's good, though. Podiatrist. He was a foot guy. Uh, that's good. Uh, John Goforth and Bill Ketchum were partners. No, they were, go forth and catch them, they were police officers. It's <laughs> great. P.P. P. Peters? He was a urologist. Uh, uh, Sue Yu? <laughs> Lawyer, yeah, it's great. All right, so... Then I read in this other place, my voice is changing, Uh, I read this other place, uh, these are real people, these names were given to these children by their parents. Bjorn again, he's from Sweden, uh, which is great. Candy Barr, Drew a Blank, Terry Bull, which sounds like Charles Barkley, it's just horrible. Um, Luke Warmwater, Harry Pitts, Tie My Shoe, that's great. If your last name is Bacon, why would you name your kid Chris P? Uh, really, that is just wrong. Earl E. Bird. Hell in the handbasket. Now, that's a great name. That is a great name right there. Wow, Rufus Leaking. That's awesome. 
Dwayne Pipe. I, I, I mean, that's really, really good. Lucy Bowles, that's really not good. Uh, Paige Turner. All right, I got one more for you. This is a quiz. Can you tell me what that person's name is? Caitlin, who got it? Keith, did you get it? <laughs> Jake got it. It's K and then the uh, Roman numeral for eight. Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, I bet her teacher loved her. Don't you? Uh, it's like, what's your name? Kavila. Uh, anyway, um, so names are wildly important. And so we're at the third commandment, which talks about God saying, don't use his name in vain. Now, first commandment, if you'll recall, the first commandment was, uh, there's one God, worship the right God. You know, second commandment was, worship the right God the right way. Don't use idols. You don't need visuals. He's an invisible God, so don't use visuals. The third commandment is, don't take his name in vain. Now, it, it, this is it. Do not misuse the, Lord, the name of the Lord, your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Now, let me explain something to you. It's really kind of important, and I don't want us to miss this. Um, there are some laws in the Old Testament that are always binding. All right? they're, they're kind of universal moral laws. The Ten Commandments are universal moral laws. There are also some civil laws. They were given to the Jews for their society. And so laws like um, the prohibition of eating pork and uh, uh, there's, you couldn't blend fabrics. There was some stuff like that. And so uh, uh, no shellfish. There, there are some dietary laws. There's some civil laws. Well, there was a civil law based on this and it kind of said this is the punishment. Now understand this isn't morally binding and it's not applicable for today. But I want you to see how seriously the Jews took this law. In Leviticus 24, it says, Say to the Israelites, so just the Israelites, anyone who curses their God will, will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord is to be put to death. The entire assembly must stone them. So you can see how this might get us in trouble if we try to apply it today. Uh, you're, at, uh, you're at Spinks and somebody cusses and you hit, throw them a, a rock at them. Uh, that really isn't going to go well for anybody. So don't do that. But they were taking this this prohibition very seriously. And you're, you're probably asking yourself, well, why is God so worried or, well, maybe not worried is the wrong word. Why, why does God care so much that somebody might take his name uh, inappropriately? Well, because God has an understanding that we need to have an understanding of, and that is our names represent something. It represents our reputation, represents our character, it represents our authority. Our names represent us. And you may have heard somebody say, well, she's making a name for herself. Well, that means that uh, she is doing some good things and, and people are noticing it and her name and her reputation, they go together. Or his name is dirt around here. Well, that means he's you know, kind of a jerk or he uh, is cheated or something. And so his name uh, goes with him, right? And your reputation goes with your name. So, wow, they are having fun. Uh, when, when I, I'm going to read some names to you, and when I read them, you're going to have a reaction. You, you just are, okay? Um, Billy Graham. 
You, you have a, a sense of who that is or what he was. Vladimir Putin. Uh, first service got some booze. Thank you. Um, Bill Gates. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg. Oh, got a woo. Okay. Um, Donald Trump. No, nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing. Joe Biden. Also nothing. Uh, don't say it. Dabo Sweeney. Nothing. Will Muschamp. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we, we have names and reputations and they go together. So God is basically saying, you cannot separate my name from who I am, and therefore, God is to be honored. What's really interesting in the Old Testament and New Testament, in the Bible, <laughs> the whole Bible, uh, there are names of people that are occasionally changed. Uh, their character shifts, okay? So there's a guy named Abram, and he becomes Abraham. Really super interesting. Now, they're, they're spelled very similar, but they mean different things. Abram meant um, exalted father, but Abraham means father of many. So he was going to be the father of a nation. His wife, Sarai, uh, Sarai meant princess, but Sarah, again, not much of a change, but a, a, it's a change in meaning. Sarah meant the mother of nations. It's really interesting. Jesus had a friend. His name was Simon. He was one of his disciples. Yet Jesus sort of nicknamed him uh, Peter. So Simon, Simon meant uh, God, God hears, but uh, Petra, Petra, uh, that means rock. He's the rock. And so Jesus said upon this rock, he, he's foundational to the church, Peter. And then you have Jacob in the Old Testament. And Jacob, that word means deceiver. I don't know why you'd name your kid that, but they did. And yet he is renamed Israel, which means God's warrior. Names mean something. And names uh, carry authority. Uh, you, if, some, if, if somebody's robbed something and they're running down the street, you don't say stop in the name of Bugs Bunny. I mean, you know, there's, there's a, you say stop in the name of the law because there's some authority to that. If you're at dinner tonight and you get a phone call and you look at the, the, uh, the caller ID and it says uh, Joseph Vest, you're, you're going to ignore it. I, I, I get that. Uh, but if it says Joseph Biden, you might take it, right? Or, or Joe Rogan, depends on your political spin. Uh, you, might, you might take that. Uh, if, if Chris Roberts calls you during dinner, our, our media pastor, if Chris Roberts calls, you're going you're gonna to ignore that. You're going to block that number. I mean, uh, you're not going to take that call. But if Chris Kringle calls, I mean, you're going you're gonna to answer. If Dwayne Simmons, our student pastor, if Dwayne calls, you're going to ignore that during dinner. If Dwayne the Rock, what's his John C. Tall calls, I mean, you're going to take the phone call. So it's a matter of authority. I'm going to answer depending on who it is. And so God says names are important. I went too far. We live in a culture with um, language. We're around it. You hear it that you don't like. Um, it seems a little bit worse now than when I was young, but I'm not sure that's true. Maybe it is. Maybe we're coarser with our talk. I, I know that it used to be very uh, uncommon uh, to hear men uh, using profanity in front of women. I think that's less. Uh, I think it's more common now than it was back when I was younger. Um, 
profanity is just a simply, it's a shock value way of getting somebody's attention. It really doesn't show much about your character, and it certainly doesn't show much about your intellect. I mean, anybody can cuss. I mean, anybody can get shock value. So it actually takes more maturity to, to hold those words, to not use those words, even when they come to mind, to, to rein them in because, you know, that's just a, um, an immature response just to, to just sort of say um, uh, profanity. So, if you take a test, just a mental test, you don't have to answer out loud, but uh, let's say you were hammering something and you hit your uh, thumb with a hammer. I mean, is your inclination to say the wrong thing? Uh, I personally, as a preacher, will say praise Jesus, but I don't know about you people, you know, uh, hammer, praise Jesus, uh, just comes out, because that's what's inside. Um, but I, don't know, I don't know about you, uh, you know, I don't know about y'all. Uh, uh, if you fall off a ladder, <laughs> like my buddy Michael it might do someday, uh, uh, on the way down, uh, you know, are you, what, what are you saying? You know, uh, uh, it, it, to me it would be a prayer, uh, you know, I hope there are leaves, I hope there are leaves, I hope there are leaves, uh, that kind of thing. And, and so, it, it's, it's important, God says it's important, it's not just, you know, profanity, but God says it's important to not misuse His name. Now, let's talk about a couple of ways that we misuse his name, because this really is important. Sometimes it's when we use his name selfishly. It's almost like identity theft, frankly. We will say, all right, this is, I'll give you an example. When I was younger, uh, in high school, uh, I, I went to, I mean, I was a Christian, I went to church, all, everybody knew I was a Christian, and, and I would date a girl, and when I got tired of dating that girl, this is how you got out of it. Jill, I think the Lord is telling me, uh-huh, oh, Allison, woo, uh, the Lord is telling me that we shouldn't date anymore. How do you, it's, it's, it is, it is um, foolproof, because who's going to say, well, yeah, you did. Uh, no, no, the Lord told me. So we, we sort of take God's name for our own, and we, we say, you know, God told me to do this. It happens all the time. Um, uh, I, I, you know, if you were to call me and say, uh, I need you to help me move tomorrow, I'm going to say, well, the Lord's not in that for me. Uh, you know, the Lord, uh, I don't think the Lord wants me to help you move. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, and, and then we'll say stuff like, well, we'll say this to our spouse, you know, I think the Lord wants me to buy a Mercedes G3. And by the way, he does. Uh, I, I'm sure he does. Now, what, what the Lord never tells us to do is buy the hoopty. Uh, you ever notice that? I mean, it's never, God told me to buy a hoopty. Um, it's just not how it works. But we have this, this tendency, if we're not careful, I took the hoopty down because I didn't want you to be distracted. Uh, we, we have this tendency to, to misuse his name that way. Like we, we use it selfishly. Or I'm trying to impress somebody, and so I'll use you know, the Lord's name, and I'll kind of throw it around. Uh, you know, the Lord, uh, Lord bless and keep you, my brother, and that, you know, that kind of thing. It's not how I usually talk, but that's how I'm going to talk now with you. And, and so, Jesus said this. When you pray, don't be like those people who don't know God. They continue saying things that mean nothing, like they babble, is what he was saying, thinking that God will, will hear them because of their many words. Like if I... Uh, 
just talk a lot, God will eventually say, shut up, I'll give it to you. It's kind of, it's kind of the notion around it. If I just keep praying and praying and praying. Now this doesn't mean, and I, I want to make sure we don't misunderstand this. This doesn't mean you can't pray for the same thing more than once. I mean, if you have a friend who is ill and you want to pray for them, pray morning, noon, and night. I mean, pray all you want to. This is not what that's talking about. This is just babbling, just talking, using a lot of words. But it, in fact, the Bible encourages us to, to, to fight through in prayer. I mean, to, to be a warrior in prayer. And so to pray over and over about something that is important to you, that God puts on your heart, that is certainly okay. That's not what this is talking about. This is just saying there are some people that just, just kind of talk all the time about, about God, and, and, and they don't really have that kind of relationship. Or it could be a habitual prayer. Like when you're praying for your food, you say, you know, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. Or rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, you know, something like that. Uh, we, we get in the habit of those things. Or we use God's name as a filler. Oh, ooh, this is, you know, so you'll, you'll hear a prayer, Dear, dear Jesus... We want to thank you, God, for the nice day, dear Lord. And Father, we want to thank you, God, for all you do. It's like every third word is God. If my kids came to me and they said, uh, uh, Dearest Father, I want to thank you, Joseph, for my allowance, oh, progenitor. You know, I'd be, I'd be like, are you smoking crack? I mean, uh, uh, that, it, it just doesn't, not how we talk to one another. Uh, it, it is really interesting to me. In Scripture, when you see... Um, people who have a relationship with God, they can have a conversation with God. And we talked about it yesterday in our prayer breakfast, but there was a guy named Ananias. This is in Acts 9. There was a guy named Ananias, and, and Jesus has a conversation with him, and he says, Ananias, I need you to go. There's a guy named Saul. And so, by the, by the way, Saul was this religious terrorist. And so he says, Hey, I need you to go uh, pray for this guy named Saul the religious terrorist. And Ananias, I love, that, I love that he did this. He said, do you know who he is? You know, like he's wiping out Christians, right? He's a bad dude. I, I kind of don't want to do that. And Jesus is like, there's a reason. <laughs> it's okay to have a conversation with God. But Ananias did what he was told, and it worked out great for everybody. And sometimes you just have to have a conversation with Lord. But we don't use his name selfishly. Something else, we don't use it disrespectfully. In, in Titus 1, it says this, and I think this is a cool verse. Some people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. Some people claim they know God. My daddy um, told me a story one time. He went into a, a store, and on the store... Uh, kind of it behind where the cashier was there was a jesus fish y'all know about the jesus fish right that means you're a christian and this guy ripped my dad off big time i mean it was just he was just horrible and my, <laughs> my dad didn't mince words very often and he said uh you need to take that fish down or change your ways because you're not representing i mean there are times so uh that's why i don't have a jesus fish on my car uh, you know it's like uh I want to drive the way I want to drive, you know, uh, uh, because you're representing, right? You're representing. Some of y'all, we might need to, you know, kind of uh, put some Jesus fishes on our car. Maybe we drive nicer. There's an expectation. And so when we don't live up to the expectation, hey, we're, you're a Christian. Now, you, you can't let people put junk on you. I'm not meaning that. 
But there's a certain way we, we, we're, we're to be fair and honest and do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. I mean, we're, there are certain things that we are to do. There's another way we misuse his name. That's to use it impulsively. We live in a world where God's name has become an exclamation point. You know, people will say stuff like, um, uh, you know, oh my God, you're, pre- you're pregnant, or oh my God, you caught a 10-pound fish. I mean, we, we use it like it's, it's just an exclamation point. God's name was never intended to be used just as an exclamation point. The reason we do it that way is because of its power and its shock value. And so... It's just not the way we should use God's name. Sometimes we, when, when we talk about using it impulsively, like during worship, um, I, I'm scattered, man. My, my brain, I think about things. I, I'm thinking about what I have to do when I go home and all that kind of stuff. And it's easy for me to lose focus. So if we're singing a song, you know, uh, Lord, I just want to thank you. And I'm like, oh, i got to write thank you notes. You know, it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of how it goes for me. Like it triggers, you know, triggers something, triggers in my mind. And um, we, we, we dishonor God's name by just being impulsive. We, we, we just do, we go through the motions, but we really don't think. I mean, Jesus said this. He said, people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far, far from me. That, there's a realization to that. That sometimes this is me. And God takes his name seriously. He just does. Because there's value to that name. There's this mother and her kids finally talk her into a pet. And they get a pet hamster. And they name him Danny. Danny the hamster. And... The mother was reluctant because she knew how this usually goes with kids. They want the pet, but they don't want to take care of the pet. And so she kept warning them, I'm not going to be the one that feeds him and gives him water and cleans out his cage. Would you like to know how many days it took before she was the one who fed him and gave him water and cleaned out his cage? It took two days. And all of a sudden, she's doing it all the time. And, and Danny becomes quite a pest in her mind. And so she calls a meeting with her kids. And she says, Danny has got to go. Well, they are broken hearted. And one of them says, can we have another chance? And then one of them says, maybe if he ate less, he'd make less of a, like, less of a mess. And she said, no, Danny has to go. And they go, Danny? We thought you said Daddy. Uh, so, <laughs> we don't care about Danny. You have a good grief. That's a Father's Day joke early. You're welcome. Okay, so, um, I got a phone call yesterday from one of my very best friends. He's a retired pastor. He just retired. And, and he told me this... <laughs> He told me some things people were saying about him. Now, he was real chill about it. It's like, (laughs) they weren't complimentary things. Like about how he led and that kind of thing. And he said this to me, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I couldn't hardly stand it. It's like, how could they say that? Why would they say that? You're, you know, I want to say you're great. I love you, man. 
And in his, in his voice, it's hard, to, you know, it's hard to tell over the phone, he, he had that stiff upper lip. But the reason I had this response was because that's my friend. And he didn't deserve that. If I go back to Danville, Kentucky, and somebody, I hear somebody talk about my dad, my dad's been uh, gone for about 20 years. If somebody says something about my dad that I don't like, I, I'm going to defend him. Because he means something to me. And taking his name in vain, my dad or my friend, then it hurts me. I, I couldn't believe how I got so defensive for my friend. It's like, I can't believe they did that. Let me at them. You know, I, 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 I want to at those people. That's just not right. There's a reason God says to honor His name. And that's because He wants to be in a relationship with us where we're going to want to honor His name. So that's the negative. Let's look at the positive. Because if taking God's name in vain is really bad, then honoring it would be really good. In fact, the Bible says, I will honor those who honor me, but I will take honor away from those who dishonor me. And so let's talk about how do we honor His name. Well, number one, we respect it highly. The Bible says, praise the Lord for the glory of His name. Worship the Lord because He is holy, and so we honor it highly. Um, for me, one of the ways I do this is, and it might just be me, I don't know if, if you're able to, to do this or not, but uh, when I was younger, you know, in my, in my teens and 20s, I would go down to the, the park and we'd play basketball. And I don't know if you've ever been to the park to play basketball, but not everybody there honors Jesus in their language. Occasionally they'll say things that are dishonoring to God and, and everybody else. Uh, and so if I was at the park or if I was in the gym and I would hear that language, what I, what I found was uh, when something negative happened to me, I, I would, those words would come to mind first. Now that I'm older, that happens if I read the wrong thing or if I watch the wrong thing and that language is being used. And you might say, well, it doesn't bother me. It bothers me. It kind of, there's a, there's a, a, a technical term for it in the computer world. It's called garbage in, garbage out. If, if it's in there, it has a tendency to come out. I have to capture those words because they're not words I want to say. But I want you to think about this. When you say it, it doesn't bother me, well, I can tell you this, if you say something about my wife that's dishonoring, that's going to bother me. If you say something about my kids that's dishonoring, that's going to bother me. So it probably makes sense that if somebody says something dishonoring of our Lord, it should bother us. So it's called reverence. My father... I think this is the only other time I'm going to talk about him. My father, um, he was stern but loving. I know not everybody grew up with a great dad, and, and I just happened to be so blessed to have a great dad. And he taught me things. And when I was younger, he didn't particularly care about my opinion about stuff. He had an opinion, he wanted me to do some things. But as I got older, as I matured, as I had experienced life more, when I started having kids, etc., our relationship went from you know, father-son to more of friends. 
I still honored him. I never, you know, that respect part never went away. It's just we got, we went to a different level. And, and so in our relationship with the Lord, I think it starts out and, and we're fearful, because I was fearful. But then it develops. Hopefully you mature. Uh, you get to a place where now you have a relationship that's reverence, that's a place where the Bible says those who know your name trust in you. There's a, a place of trust. And, and in Scripture, there are these elements of God's name. There's like a, they use different kind of words for, for, for the, the name of God. Look at a couple of them. He's called El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. He's called El Elyon, which means the Most High God. He's called El Olam in some places. That means the everlasting God. Yahweh is this magnificent name full of power. That means He is the self-existing one. There's Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. There's Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is my peace. How would you say this next one? I don't know either. Uh, Jehovah, whatever that is, means the Lord is my shepherd. Adonai means master and owner. And then we are able to call Him, Jesus says, Father. That's an amazing thing. Jesus even says we can call Him Abba, Father. Which means Daddy. Daddy. It's that going from fearful respect to a different level where we become friends. We still respect Him. We still honor Him. He's still in charge. I, I got all that. But there's a friendship that can come that God wants us to have. Another way that we can honor His name is by representing it well. In 2 Timothy, it says God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone. With this inscription, the Lord knows those who are His and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. So we live like He's important to us. I, I heard somebody say one time, there are two reasons people don't come to Christ. Some, one is that they never met a Christian and the other is that they have. So, sometimes we don't bear His name well. Now, this next verse I really, really don't like, but it's there. I tell you this, Jesus said, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. And if there's an idle word ledger in heaven, uh, I probably have several uh, volumes. You might have a couple of volumes too. Now, the good news is that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That judgment that we fear is taken from us when Jesus takes our sins away. He paid the price already. It's beautiful. This is a picture of my second most favorite Christmas movie right after It's a Wonderful Life. Um, this is Ralphie. And Ralphie had to wash his mouth out with soap because he said a bad word. But you know how many times this actually works? Uh, it's clinically proven washing one's mouth out with soap and water uh, works 0.0% of the time. Because it's not, Jesus said it this way, it's, it's not um, what goes into the stomach is what comes out of your heart. The words that you speak are from your heart. It's like squeezing a tube of toothpaste. 
What's inside will come out. That's why when life squeezes you, when life uh, pressures you, you know what you are inside because it'll come out. So let's end with this. This is our kind of action plan for this message. One, uh, some of us may need to apologize. Like, God, I'm sorry I have not taken your name as seriously as I need to. There is something very noble when we understand we've made a mistake and we uh, ask forgiveness. Something very noble about that. So it might be God. We just say to God, and by the way, He is so willing to forgive. But it might be today while you're sitting there or uh, as I'm making announcements, you all don't listen to those anyway. You could do it then. You know, uh, Maybe now is the time. But God is saying, hey, um, we're not in that relationship because you're not honoring me. A second thing we might need to do is we might need to keep a closer watch on what we're allowing into our minds. I, I have to... Sometimes I have to turn something off. Uh, I've been reading a book and it's like, I, I can't read this. I mean, let me rephrase. I've been listening to a book. I never read a book. I've been listening to a book before and it's like, I can't, I can't listen to this. There's stuff, I just don't want to be a part, I just don't want to hear it. Because I know when it gets in there, it just rattles around. And, and I, I don't want that. And then I need to remember that Jesus is with me. Look what it says. He says, I'm with you always. It's a whole lot harder to take somebody's name in vain when, you're, when they're right there in front of you. And so we remember God is with us always. And we want to represent Him well. Let's pray. Father, it is an honor today to talk about Your name. We honor it because You love us and everything we have, we've been given by You. Thank You for our lives, our friends, our church, thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, we love you and help us to serve you well this week. May we honor your name the way it was intended and the way it deserves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.